0: We're going to pick up from where we left off on uh, last Sunday, and'll continue to talk about development. continue to talk about development. And so we're going to start here. Uh, I want to read something that I wrote here to you. Why do you think it doesn't happen immediately? God tells you of your destiny and sets your sights and energy in the direction because He knows He's going to move in that direction. He knows you're going He knows you're going to move in that direction. So God tells you. He says that He begins to give you vision. He begins to talk to you about what you're supposed to do and where you're going, right? So He'll tell you that. And it could come. Most of the time, it's going to come up on the inside. You just know, hey, look, I'm supposed to be going here. I'm, I'm supposed to be going there, right? So he, he releases that information to you, and sometimes it's not so clear in the beginning, but once, once it becomes clear, you can look back and start seeing, okay, man, this was, this was coming to me. So a lot of times it's more so discovered uh, than it is revealed, all right? So discovery and reveal is about the same thing, but it's more so discovered. So God will, God will say something to you I'm going to do this with you I'm going to do this for you Man you're going in this direction This is what you're supposed to do Right And so then you get all excited about it Yes God Right We're going to this place Right And so then after he, And he knows That you're going to get excited about it He knows that you're not ready for it though Right So he knows that you're going get excited But he knows you're not ready for it right now You think that it's going to happen real quick But God knows it's not going to happen real quick Right? But he needs you to be excited because if you ain't excited, you ain't gonna be, be willing to run through no walls for it. Huh. Right? He knows you're not ready for it, but he develops you on the journey. There you go. If he didn't show you, you wouldn't push for it. But he shows you way beforehand, because he because development takes place on the way. So God has God has said to you, You're gonna go in this direction, this thing's gonna happen, God puts it in your heart and you start to pursue, and on the way you become frustrated. Right? You're upset. You're frustrated that it's not happening quick enough for you. Right? But God knows that's divine frustration. That's that's working some of the stuff out of you that you don't need to show up in the palace with. God gives you a promise of the palace, and God says to you, we going there, but if God took you straight from your place, right, took you straight from cross church this morning, straight to the palace, you would take all kind of crap to the palace with you that, that don't need to be there. Right? So he has, to, he has to do things to take you on a course along the way to get you to dump out certain stuff that don't need to go where you need to be at. Right? He's gotta get stuff, he's gotta unload certain stuff out of there on your way. And so the, it looks like frustration to you, it looks like God is leaving you stuck out to you, but really all it is is that God is unloading the crap that don't need to go in the palace with you. Because if you left it, if you left it up to us, then we would go into the palace with all kind of garbage. And you can't rule if you're not ready, right? If you're not ready to rule, you can't rule. You go into the palace and you're supposed to be the one in charge, you're supposed to be the one giving instructions but you're not developed, you don't have it. But you say, well, I think I am ready. Well, what makes you ready? What do you know? What have you done, right? What's the work that you put in? Big Al, you thought you was ready before Coach Brown. But Big Al wasn't ready. But God gave him a vision. Right? But then he had to go in that, that hot gym and lift him weights. Right? In order to get him ready. So everybody has to develop. Everybody has to get ready. Right? God just, God, go, he tells you beforehand, he told David when he was a kid he was going to be the king. But he couldn't take him straight out of the, the, the field smelling like sheep straight into the palace. So what did he do? He gave him a relationship with Saul. He could put him in the music ministry first. Put him in the music ministry and he was Saul's god that played music for him. And then Saul got mad at him. And they sitting at the dinner table and he had a crazy relationship with Saul. Right? So they sitting at the dinner table and Saul gets mad and Saul throws a, a spear. Throws a spear across the table at him. Right? Imagine that somebody invite you over for dinner and they start throwing spears at you. Like, man? I don't, I don't, this is not what I came over here for. I thought we were going to eat some fat Floyd's smokehouse. <laughs> right? And he's throwing spears all at me at the table, right? So he had to develop. But God, God will tell you because to begin to put the seed in your heart. God always speaks of things that he wants to develop. Yeah, he does. Right? Because it has, that's why we, we do the confessions. And I want you to understand, we just got through giving testimonies about the way people's lives are changing. But people are saying it before they ever experience it you saying it before you ever get it you dec- you're making a declaration of faith before it happens but why is it taking so long why are things so hard because you ain't ready for what he got for you when he tell it to you you ain't ready for it and nobody wants to hear that but that's part of see and the fact that you don't want to hear it is evidence that he needs to work out the stupid right the fact that you don't want to hear the fact that you I am ready that's the fact that, that some stupid needs to be worked out of you. Because you're not ready. Everybody, but 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 it's a God given thing for you to think that you're ready. Because if you don't think that you're ready, think about this. Kids uh, our teenagers, they they want to believe they're grown long before they are. Right? But we know they ain't grown. It's like, man, you, you ain't never paid a bill. Right? You never paid a bill. You ain't grown, you wanna try to tell me how to run me? Right? You ain't paid for nothing. You ain't never done nothing. But, but their, their development wouldn't be where it's, where it's supposed to be if they didn't feel like they were ready. Part of developing is feeling like you're smarter than your parents. Even though you're not. Right? That's part of your development. It's feeling like you know something, but you don't know nothing. But that's why you gotta give the kids a break. Right? And you just, you know what I'm saying? Don't just slam them and throw water on they, throw water on their fire. You give them some mild correction. Right? But you understand that they don't know what they're talking about. They think they know more than you, but you, 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 you've you not been through what I've been through. Listen, you at, you at 18 and I'm at 38. <laughs> right? All your mistakes you are making right now are new to you, but they old to me. There you go. They're right? It's all new to you, but they old to me. Cause I've been through that before. Even when you t- how many of you ever gave your kids that speech before? Yeah. Even when you tell them that speech, they still don't get it. It's simple math. Now you, you done made straight A's in math your whole time in school. And on, on the way in counting, on the way to 38, you have to pass up 15, 16, 17, and 18. Simple, also, that's the first thing they teach you about math is counting. <laughs> but you're talking to the teenager and it's like, we missed, we, we, we yeah, you skipped that. If I'm 38, that means I passed up 15, 16, 17, 18. That's the first thing they do. Well, they say they they teach you ABCs first, ABC, and then you start counting after that. But this is kindergarten work we're talking about, and you're failing in my house. You know how old I am, right? You tell me that I'm old. You tell me I act old. But, but you know, I'm not stupid just because I'm old. All right. So, so again, you, you you're not ready, and you have to develop. You have to understand that. Now, when you get to a certain point, I, I, I'm telling you, there's certain times in my life I've been frustrated. God, why? Why is this happening? Can't you just give me, give me, just give me a miracle, man? Just let me get a miracle. I know you got some miracles up there. Let me get a miracle. Just one miracle, man. You are like Pastor Ben came to see me, tell my, let me get a miracle, man. <laughs> Hook me up with a miracle. Right? We all do that. How many of y'all be asking God for the miracles? Right? God, let me get a miracle, man. And then God will tell you, he's like, listen, I could, I got, yeah, I, I believe God chuckles sometimes. <laughs> yeah, I got a pocket full of miracles, but I'm not going to let you have one right now. <laughs> I'm not going to let you have one right now. Because listen, think about that. Why do we, if we love our kids, we don't give them anything they want right? Yeah, I can buy you. The kid come up to you and tell you, look, yo, I want some candy. Right? grandkid? I want some candy. Can you hook me up with some candy? You know what I mean? <laughs> well, shoot, I just, you just ain't two blow pops. Right? right? But, but I know I'm, they gone already. And I need to get some more. <laughs> right? Right? So can you buy me a couple more blow pops? You know, and maybe a Hershey bar. You know, give me one of them Chico sticks. Y'all remember them? Yeah. Give me one of them Chico sticks, Right? So we're not gonna buy the kid no more candy, though. You just ate all the too much candy. You need, Chief. I'm not buying no more candy. Why? Because we want to save his teeth. We want to. We want. We don't want him to have uh, early onset diabetes, right? We're gonna shut you down. You ain't having no more candy today. So we're not going. It ain't that we can't do it for him. We're not gonna do it for him because it's not gonna help his physical development. Amen. So it ain't that God can't do it. He got it for you right? He got it for you. I'm going to get it for you because, I mean, how many of I us, mean, I like to see my grandkids eat candy. I like to see my grandkids eat anything when they're having a good time. Man, they love it. Man, this is good. You know, I like to see Zoe eat ice cream. I like to see Zoe eat anything, though. Because Zoe, she, she's appreciative when she She'd be happy when she'd be eating. She, she'll she tell you, anytime Zoe's eating something, she'll tell you, yeah, it's just the best day ever. <laughs> I'm like, girl. In a minute, when we get dinner, you're gonna tell me the same thing, right? But, but man, I like to see her eat, man. She, she be happy. Look at this boy here having some best time, something. So God, God could give you the miracle, but He wants you to develop. Now let's look. Let's go back and let's read over a couple of these scriptures from last week, and then I want to, I want to show you these other ones that I told you I had for you, and then we'll, we'll wrap up rather quickly today. They did a lot of preaching already so let's let's go back to Hebrews chapter 5 verse 11 through 14 Hebrews 5 11 through 14 let me tell you something what we're talking about right now is one of the most frustrating things as a Christian that you're going to ever go through and if you can understand what's happening right here we're going to eliminate a lot of frustration in our Christianity okay I'm telling you man because it ain't that we ain't gifted and that's the thing your gift will frustrate you your gift will frustrate you why ain't my gift working what's wrong with my miracle? That God gave me. It don't seem to want to work. Right? Well, you, you got, it ain't the, it ain't the miracle and it ain't, it ain't God. It's you who don't know how to work the thing. Amen. So here we are, Hebrews chapter five, verse 11 through 14. It says, concerning this, we have much to say, which is hard to explain. Since you have become dull in your spiritual hearing and sluggish, even slothful in achieving your spiritual insight. For even though by this time you ought to be teachers, uh, you actually need someone to teach you over and over again the first principles of God's word. And you have become, you have, uh, you have come to need milk, not solid food. For everyone who continues to feed on milk is obviously inexperienced and unskilled in the doctrine of righteousness of conformity uh, to the divine purpose, thought and action. For he is a mere infant, not able to talk yet. But solid food is for full grown men, for those whose sense, who senses and mental faculties are trained by practice and discriminate to discriminate and to distinguish between what is morally good and noble and what is evil and contrary either to the divine or human law. So he's talking about development. He said, man, you, you had a place right now. You ought not be there. You ought to be further along than you are right now. I'm telling you this development thing is all over the Bible. You guys weren't here Wednesday night, and I know you weren't here Wednesday night because we had a small crowd. But we talked about Wednesday night, about, uh, the Bible says, uh, uh, talks about how Jesus' parents had went over t- uh, to the Passover. They've traveled to the Passover, left Jesus behind, right? And so they came back and looking for Jesus and co- took him a couple of days to catch up, uh, find, catch up to him and find out where he was. But he was in the temple. And the Bible says, when you read it, when he was in the temple, he was there asking questions. Because the only thing we think about Jesus, he was that teacher. He was twelve, teaching Bible study. Now, when he was twelve, he was asking questions. But he was God. He knew it all, didn't he? But God didn't cheat the system. Even though he was God, baby Jesus had to grow up the same way that everybody else. But listen, if this is pretending, let me let me see the boy. Start the stroller roll right now. Is the wheels locked. No. Okay, come here, boy. Don't start crying. Else you're not going to be able to come back. All right. <laughs> so you imagine this baby Jesus right here right now he ain't really finna do no whole bunch of miracles I mean he might got some miracles on him but they gonna come later on right now what he wanna do is he wants his pacifier or his toys and stuff like that don't drop that boy you see they had to do this kind of stuff for Jesus Jesus didn't just come through he needed snacks and the stroller and all that kind of stuff he didn't just come through doing everything he had to grow and he had to learn, he had to develop because he was, listen, he was 100% God and he was 100% man right, now God was all, all in there but God said listen I'm not going to cheat the system I, uh, he said I got, you got to come through Jesus got to come through the womb of a woman like every human being did yeah, yeah. right, so listen, some of y'all don't want to think about them having to change Jesus' diaper mm. say so, man Jesus had they had to change Jesus' diaper right, some of y'all still don't want to believe that but I'm telling you, that's what happened. And, uh, and so and they had to feed him. You know, everything you gotta do to a newborn baby, they had to take care of him, right? And so, but he, the Bible says that he grew. It talks about that time when he was in the temple with him. It says that he grew in favor and in wisdom. He grew in favor with God and men and he grew in wisdom. Yeah. So the, the man Jesus developed into the, uh, the, uh, the God that he always was. Alright? So a friend of mine, uh, older man, he, uh, his name was Brother Bass, and Brother Bass told me some time ago. He said that Christ took Jesus to the cross. That deep, ain't it, boy? He said Christ took Jesus to the cross because you had Jesus, right, flesh part of him, but Christ was the divine part of him. So the divine. Remember that part in the in the garden that Jesus was going through, but the anointing Christ on the inside of him pushed him on through to what had to be done. Yeah. Right. So, so God didn't cheat the system. Everybody has to develop. If Jesus had to go through developmental process, learn the scriptures. And when he, when he spoke to other people about certain things, divine things or kingdom things, he didn't say, just listen to what I say because I'm God. He said, the scriptures say when Jesus would talk to people, he said, the scriptures say. This is what the Bible says. This is what is written. I'm not going to cheat the system. I'm going to speak to you according to what you deal with. Yeah, yeah. And so we want to bypass things. We want God just hand us a miracle. If God just keep giving our miracles, that makes us a bunch of sorry kids. Spall kids. Because we won't develop. Now listen, God has something that He needs to do and wants to do through you. But he needs you. He can't run the kingdom through David at baby age. Yeah. Right. He can't do it. So he has to wait for David to grow. He has to wait for David to develop. Now God, what God hey, you my man, we're going to do it. I said it. I put the vision in your heart. You know where we're going. But I got to have you grow up. I got to have you get bigger. I got to have you be willing and able to do your part before we can go where we need to go. And so everybody's frustrated about God not doing what he he needs to do or what we want him to do. But you ain't growing. Listen, you left straight from church trying to run straight to your destiny. You ain't running straight from this sermon to your destiny. You got to grow. There's some things that you got to throw overboard in your life. There's some habits that you brought into the kingdom of God that you have to throw overboard before God can put you in the palace. Because he ain't going to put you in the palace unfit. Right. But pastor, I'm gifted. So am I. So am I. But I'm still learning how to be a pastor. Preaching part of it, I'm doing pretty good at it. But the pastoring part, I'm learning. Right? But you have, to, you have to understand it. And you have to develop. You have to be willing to do that. You got to know where you at. Right? And you got to know that it's going to take time. As you, as you, as you. But... And I told you before, time does not change anything. Just because time keeps ticking and you getting older, no. Time don't change it. You change in the process of time. Yes. Right? If you, if you, as you go through certain things, but just because you get older, nah, that ain't doing nothing. That ain't doing nothing. Yeah, you look different. Yeah. yeah. See, I, I wouldn't be clean shaving if I wouldn't have shaved. Just what, well, pastor gonna come back next week and not have no hair on his face. No, nah, it doesn't work like that. I got to shave it. Right? Person just don't show up, you know, unless something is wrong, you know, with, 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 with magical weight loss. We always, we could get that miracle weight loss. But more often than not, you got to do something, right? You got to do something. I got to develop a habit Of eating right and working out. I have to develop that. God, I mean, we can camp. I'm going to stop here, right? I'm going to mess with everybody right now, right? (laughs) We can stop here and just say, God, let me get that weight loss miracle. Let me get one of them. Like we had McDonald's pull up to the window. Yeah, God. Let me get a number 15. A weight loss miracle. (laughs) Right? How much that's going to cost me? I'm going to put $4 in the offering. I just hurt you twice, right? I just hurt you twice. But it's some fun. I just put $4 in the offer and let me get one in weight loss miracles. And while you edit, at it, uh, you know, throw in some, sprinkle in, you know, sprinkle in some, some good new friends and stuff like that. I don't really want to talk to nobody. I hate people, but give me some good friends. It's just ridiculous. It's just ridiculous. We got a long way to go, short time to get there, like Burt Reynolds. <laughs> so so sometimes I told you I was gonna hit you this week. We're gonna hit you a little bit right now. We're gonna go very quickly through some scriptures. And let's go to uh, Mark chapter four, verse thirty five through forty one. Mark four, thirty-five through forty-one. I'm telling you, man, if you get this in your system, you tell and you let you and the Lord, you allow the Lord to challenge you with this, man. Your days of being upset about where you are, there'll be fewer, and you'll understand what's going on, you understand the process of how God does things. You're going to be sitting around crying all the time, talking about, he don't love me no more. (laughs) Jesus loves you, never going to stop loving you. Remember what we said, if he's willing and he's able, we can cross him off the list and why your stuff ain't working. Jesus, I am willing, I am able, but it's not because of me your stuff ain't working. So go look somewhere else, look at yourself. So, uh, Mark 4, 35 through 41, he said this, he says, on the same day when evening had come, he said unto them, let us cross over to the other side. Now here's Jesus telling the disciples, we're going over to the other side, everybody out get in the boat, we roll to the other side. Now when they had left, when they had left the multitude, they took him along in the boat as he was, and other little boats were also with them. And a great windstorm arose, and the waves beat on the boat, so that, uh, so that it was already filling. But he was in the stern, asleep on a pillow. And they awoke awoke him and said unto him, Teacher, do you care that we're perishing? Then he arose and rebuked the wind and said, uh, said to the sea, Peace, be still. And the wind ceased and there was a great calm. But he said unto them, Why are you so fearful? How is it that you have no faith? And they feared exceedingly and said to one another, Who can this this be, that even the wind and the sea obey him? So here is Jesus and the disciples find themselves in a situation. Who got them in that situation? Amen. Who got them in that situation? No, not not somebody who already know. Somebody tell me who got them in that situation. Jesus got them in that situation. You You mean to tell me that Jesus led them into the storm? He the one who told him to get in the boat. Let's go to the other side. You don't think Jesus knew what was going to happen when they got in that water? Right? Jesus knew exactly what was going to happen. Right? And so understand something. Just because you find yourself in a situation on the journey, you find yourself in a storm, that don't mean that God didn't tell you to go. He knew. He knew. Right? But at the same time, them boys that needed to encounter God in a situation like this. That's exactly the part of the development that they needed. Amen, amen. Listen, how do you know that God's going to deliver you from the big thing if he ain't never delivered you from the small things? You don't know that God's going to do it. If, you, if you've never had, uh, had to go through something with God, you just don't know. And, and let me tell you something, everything we get from God is by faith. We teach that all the time. We're victorious by faith, right? We heal by faith. We deliver by faith. We saved by grace through faith. Everything that we get from God is by faith. We sanctified by faith, right? So understand some. God needs you to believe. He needs to. He needs to develop your faith. And so, what happened with them? They're in the process of them going through there, and Jesus stood up. What did they do? They, they, when, when they thought they were going to die, they said, "Lord, you don't care. We're about to die." And the Bible says that Jesus got up and took care of it. So what do they now know that they didn't know before? That Jesus can take care of it. Amen. Well, we had heard that Jesus can take care of some stuff. Shoot, we was down now. There's a difference between hearing and experiencing. That's right. So now they've experienced Jesus taking care of it. We know Jesus can take care of it, but if they never got in the storm, it wouldn't be the same thing. What storm are you running from that God tell you to go? God has directed you to go do something and you're running from it I want you to understand something on your journey and where God is taking you if, if the purpose of all of the stuff that you're going through and God's timing and which you show up and get you out of that is all for the development that means that you're going to make it from point A to point B you just in class along the way. Did you sit in math class and tell your teacher, uh, ma'am, miss, carestile not that we're perishing? <laughs> she gave you a, a, some kind of assignment, some difficult test. An English teacher tell you to write a, a paper and tell you it's going to be for three or four grades and you sit up in class and say, uh, sir, carestile not that we're perishing? And he's like, what you mean? It's just, to develop, it's just a test to develop you and what you need to know. You don't sit in your, no other class and do that. But on the journey with God, what is it but a class? That's good. When you find yourself in situations, situation, it's just a class. Jesus already knows what you're great. He knows to the T whether you're going to make a 55. Oh, Anybody that. ever made a 37 in school? I did. <laughs> Hurt me to my heart, man. 37. And they put it in big red. Oh, red. red. <laughs> listen, listen, red and circle it. <laughs> right? And some teachers, some teachers, if you really act bad that week, they put a, a sad face on that. Yeah. <laughs> They're like, ma'am, I'm crushed. Already? I'm crushed, ma'am. I, I just don't think I can do this. You've you damaged me greatly for the rest of my life. 37 with a with a with a frowning face on it. Right? But, but Jesus, know what grade you're gonna make. He knows you're gonna 37 or 100 or whatever. Now listen, when you make a 37, you need to know you you, you ain't got it. When you make a 87, you need to know. I got it. Mm. He, he, he's not surprised by what you do. Before they hand you see the paper and the pen, he already know what you're going to make. Because mm-hmm. he's God. But you don't know what you're going to make. Right? The, the, he told you, look, I need you to be studying to show yourself approved. Oh. Amen. The workman need not be ashamed. So then when the test comes, here you come, you want going to turn in your paper on the test, and in the middle of it, you quit. 37, frowny face. Oh, no. <laughs> You quit in the middle of the test. I can't do it. I'm not going to trust God. I'm going believe it. But that's the only on the way to making a hundred. You got to make some thirty sevens. So what you might need is some tutoring, right? You need some special time, <laughs> right? You need to come after school. Turn that TV off and come after school, yeah. right? So we can get you some more learning. Get yourself together. Let's keep going. Okay, so let's look at some other instances here. Go to Genesis chapter 22, verse 1 and 2. Genesis 22, 1 and 2. Sometimes God will develop you through demanding great sacrifices. God asks you to make a sacrifice. And then, so you're ready to turn in your test on the sacrifice. Are you going to make a 37? Are you going to make 87? Are you going to make a 90? 37, 87, or 90. Right? Uh, we're gonna go through these pretty quickly. It says, Now it came to pass after these things that God tested Abraham and said unto him, Abraham. And he said, Here am I. And he said, and then he said, Take now your son, your only son, Isaac, whom you love and go to the land of Moriah and offer him there as a burnt offering on one of the mountains, which I will tell you, I shall tell you. And so listen, he knows exactly what Abraham's gonna do. He knows what Abraham's going to do. But this is a situation where Abraham needs to develop because I mean, we know the rest of the story that Abraham needs to go and do some very spectacular thing, an important thing for God. It was Abraham's uh, faith that produced the child in the first place. And because Abraham and God had some more miles to go and do some things and God was going to establish some thing, things through him, he had, to, he had to ask Abraham to do a, diff- a difficult thing Make a difficult sacrifice Now let me tell you something Listen, listen, listen God ain't telling nobody else Nobody else ever again To sacrifice your kids No This is a point We're making a point from this He's not going to tell you That's a done deal He done it one time But he will ask you to sacrifice in other areas Amen So God asked him to sacrifice Right God will develop, God needs to develop the next generation, right? So let's look at Deuteronomy 8.2. God needed to develop the next generation in the children of Israel before he took them into the promised land. Remember what I said, if you're not fit, then God has to to put you in a developmental stage. He has to put you in a a developmental program, right? So Deuteronomy chapter 8 verse 2 he says and you shall remember the Lord your God that led you all the way these 40 years in the wilderness to humble humble you and to test you to know what was in your heart whether you would keep his commandments or not. So it's not God needs to know you need to know whether you're going to act right or not. So, so the children of Israel there over them 40 years what was he doing? He was developing them. He was letting them know 37 or 87. Well, you yeah. Uh let's go to 1 Kings chapter 3, verse 5. God will also develop you by giving you the opportunity to make difficult choices. So, so you can see what you, where you are with your responses. The, uh, 1 Kings, what did I say, 1 Kings 3, 5? 1 Kings 3, 5, it says, At Gibeon, the Lord appeared to Solomon in a dream by night, and God said, Ask, what shall I give you? Right, so it was proven by Solomon's question that he asked God. He said, "God, he said, I'm here. I brought my bag of miracles with me. Matter of fact, I got a truckload of miracles. What what you what you need?" And Solomon asked him for wisdom because that was the right choice to make. Listen, that listen, that answer alone proved that Solomon was ready to rule. And I told you before, it was that wasn't a rocket science answer right there. You ain't never been the king before of a whole nation full of people and you have no clue what you're doing, you need to ask God for wisdom. So he asked him for the exact right thing. Money, listen, a lot of us think money can fix everything. You can get money and burn through it making mistakes because you don't know what you're doing. So God said, hey, listen, you asked the right question, I'm going to give you the wisdom, but I'm going to give you the money to go along with it. Because I know you're not going to waste it because you... You you're there. You're ready. God develops you by proposing hard tasks. Go to John chapter five, uh, six, verse five. God develops you by proposing hard tasks. John six five and six. God will develop you by proposing hard tasks. Right. You think you're in that impossible situation? Oh man, what am I going to do? I don't know how this is going to work out. This, that, and the other. Listen, it ain't going to be the last time you're going to be in a tough situation. But you have to learn how to handle tough situations. And how how else are you going to learn how to handle tough situations except we put you in the lab of tough tough situations? You're going to be a biologist. You're going to be somebody who who operates on people. You better cut this frog open first before you start talking about cutting on somebody else. We're going to move you from the frog to the guinea pig you want to cut on somebody cut this first I don't want you being listen let me ask you a question how many of y'all want somebody to do surgery on you and ain't never cut open a frog you gonna come cut me no no, thank you sir we need somebody that's been developed right but God he gonna go in there with me now, now listen God can make have a three year old do surgery but how rare is that that's rare God can do anything. But God, God would rather had that three year old grow up and go to college and learn something. And so then, so then God can speak some, some advanced miraculous things through the surgeon when they are in surgery. He don't have to teach them the basic stuff. You got basic surgery, now I'm gonna show you other procedures that nobody else knows to save lives and give medical breakthroughs because you got the basic training. Very rare somebody don't have a basic training and here you come with some groundbreaking stuff. Matter of fact, who gonna listen to you and you don't even have a basic training? Development. So he developed by proposing hard tasks. Then Jesus lifted up his eyes and seeing a great multitude coming toward him, he said to Philip, where shall we buy bread that these may eat? But he said to test him. 37 to 87. He said to test him. but, But this he said to test him. For he himself knew what he would do. Again, this is not for God. God knows what's going to happen. But he, he needs you to know where you at, 37 or 87. Smiley face or sad face? Red ink on your paper to happiness or red ink on your paper to sadness? He needs you to know. So put them in a situation where they're like, there's no way we can figure this out. What did he want them to learn from this? He wanted them to learn that I, again, I got this, bro. I got this. We're in a situation where we have to have a miracle, and when you're in a situation where you have to have a miracle, that's when I break out the miracle bag. We got to have. Now, there's only five or six people there. They got five or six lo, uh, uh, fish and loaves, and we don't need no miracle. Just split the fish up. The only question left from that is how are we going to cook it? Are we going to grill it? We're going to fry it? Blacken it? What are we going to do? Right? But because we don't have enough, we need a miracle. So they propose all the questions. Do we go to the store? We don't got enough money to feed all these people, right? And we're out here right now. So it's not a time where we can go launch some kind of venture to raise the money. It's not fundraiser time. We need an eating miracle, right? So there's nothing else that could be done. And so this is how we're going to handle it in this situation right now. Let's go on to the next one. He didn't get people out of situations often without them going through some pain. Go to Acts 16, 23 to 24. Now, the stuff, some of the, some of the stuff these disciples went through, and you complaining about some of the stuff you're going through for God, man, you just need to stop. You're talking about people went through some stuff for God. You just need to stop. Somebody say, I just need to stop. That's, that ain't enough for y'all. I need, I need more participation than that. I just need to stop. Need to stop. Yeah, you just need to stop. <laughs> Acts 16, 23, and 24. God uh, often does not get you. Through a situation without experiencing some pain, Acts sixteen twenty three through twenty four says this. And when they had laid many stripes on them, they threw them in prison, commanding that the jailer keep them securely. Having received such a charge, they put them in the inner prison and fastened their feet in stocks. So putting stripes on them—that means that they whipped them, yeah. right? They whipped them across the back, and that's where the stripes came from. It wasn't no uh, what's that stuff they do face. It wasn't face paint. They didn't face paint them. They put stripes across their back with the whip and put them in a prison. But God delivered them through the situation, didn't he? Right? They were used to having to go through difficult things with God. But see, when your mind is not on kingdom and your mind is on yourself, you're not thinking about having to go through something difficult with God. You're thinking about how quick I can go through this, how quick I can quit this and move on and benefit myself. Let's see what the psalmist writes here in uh, Psalms 13, 1 through 6. Psalms 13, 1 through 6, and we're almost done. Psalms 13, 1 through 6. You think you're the only one? I'm the only one, God. Nobody else is having problems. Pastor Levi, he's good. Him and Pastor Lloyd, they're always happy. Right? Ms. Marceline's smiling. She just hug Everybody. I'm the only one going through this. Nobody's going through this but me. See now you are lying. You lied on me and you lied on Miss Marceline. I don't really mind you lying on me, but don't you leave Miss Marceline out of this. Alright, here we go, Psalms 1 through six. He says, How long, O Lord, will you forget will you forget me forever? How long will you hide your face from me? How long shall I take counsel in my soul, having sorrow in my heart daily? How long will the enemy be exalted over me? Consider and hear me, O Lord, O Lord my God. Then enlighten my eyes, lest I sleep the sleep of death. Lest my enemy say, I have prevailed against him. Lest those who trouble me rejoice when I am moved. But I have trusted in your mercy. My heart shall rejoice in your salvation. I will sing to the Lord because he has dealt bountifully with me. So if you read this uh, in 1 through 6, there is development. Yeah. In 1 through 6. Right? So in the beginning, he's all shook up and tore up. By the end, he's starting to confess that God's in the situation around. Amen. Amen. Amen? God develops uh by not showing up when you want him to show up. He develops you. Let's look at John 11, 1 through 6. I need you to show up right now. Sometimes he don't show up exactly when he wants you to show up because he knows that you, you think you're finna die. Ever had a kid come in the house and they say, oh, give me some water. I'm about to pass out. I'm, gonna, I'm not gonna make it. And you know, hey, listen. Oh, you know what? I'm about to die. I'm so hungry, I'm about to die. Terrible confession, number one. But you know you're not about to die. You ate lunch and it's just dinner time. God know that you ain't that hungry. He know how. how he know you can make it. Amen? So John 11, one through six. Now a certain man was sick, Lazarus of Bethany, the town of Mary and her sister Martha. And it was Mary who anointed the Lord with fragrant oil and wiped his feet with her hair. hair. So it wasn't some stranger that he he put off like this. This is his people, whose brother Lazarus was sick. Therefore, the sister sent sent to him, saying, Lord, behold, he whom you love is sick. When Jesus heard that, he said, "This, this sickness is not unto death, but for the glory of God, that the Son of God may be glorified through it. Now Jesus loved Martha and her and her sister and Lazarus. So when he heard that he was sick, he stayed two more days in the place where he was, developing them. You sitting over there crying to my Lord, I need you to come through today, and the Lord tell you just just wait till four thirty. <laughs> Let's just wait till 4.30. But I got to do it right now, God. We're going to wait till 4.30. I hear you, but we're going to still wait till 4.30. Mm-hmm. you talking about God ain't showed up. We're going to wait till 4.30. Last, this is the last scripture? Yeah, last scripture. Let's go to uh, John, uh, James chapter 1, verse 2 through 5. James chapter 1, verse 2 through 5. We're ending on this one. You got to know what God's doing. You're going to be frustrated your whole Christian life until you understand that God wants and needs for you to grow and to develop. And sometimes that's going to be painful. James 1, 2 through 5, he said this. My brother encountered our joy when you fall into various trials, knowing that the testing of your faith produces patience. Or endurance, as it says in the other version. But let patience have its perfect work, that you may be perfect and complete, lacking nothing. If any of you lacks wisdom, let him ask God, of God, who gives liberally and without pro- reproach, and it will be given to him. Now, now, why would he connect these two things together right here? Going through something, and then just out of nowhere, he say, "If anybody lacks wisdom, let him ask God, because he's under, he's trying to tell you, you got to develop." My people, the only way my people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. You destroy it because you don't understand what's going on. You won't seek me for a way out of it. Therefore, you crying and all this other kind of stuff. It's not that I'm not willing. It's not that I'm not able. But you got to develop. You got to develop. And some people may say, "Well, I'm doing everything." And, I, and I, you know, I can tell you now, it's about five or six things. I know my, I'm not even God, and I can tell you, you ain't doing. Right? So he connects the two together. But he says this. He says, but let patience have its perfect work. How is this going to make me or or, or breed perfection in my life with me going through this particular situation that I'm going through? I don't mean that God have to put the situation on you, you, but he says, hey, listen, when situations come, they're going to make you better. I'm going to work out everything for the good of those who love me and call according to my purpose. He don't have to bring the situation, but if the situation come, you're going to get better out of the situation. He said, let it have its perfect work. He said, then you will be perfect and complete, needing nothing. What does that mean? That means that the wind can blow, storms can come, and storms can go. And you just be like, ah, it'll be all right. It'll be all right. Instead of getting on Facebook, trying to contact everybody, blowing up your personal business, all on Facebook about how you're not gonna make it, I don't know what I'm gonna do. Now the people on Facebook matter of fact you might get listen, why is it that when we put stuff like that on Facebook, you might get twenty answers and only two of them really helpful? Because everybody's Dr. Phil on Facebook. Everybody on Facebook is Dr. Phil. Everybody got the answer. Listen, what you should do, girl. Man, if I was you, this is what I would do. But see, you're a moron, and you're a moron, and I can't listen to y'all. And then the people with the scriptures, they might come with something real short, real quick. But we pass, Skip right over there. Yeah, I heard that before. I tried that. Yeah, I tried the church, I tried the scriptures, I tried the God, the God, I tried that. So please somebody tell me something else. Really, girl, you think that's what I need to do? I... I People don't know nothing. God's the only one that know. He's looking for godly counsel. And, and the fact listen, let me let me tell let me hit you in the head with this and I'm gonna be done with this last thing. The fact that you on Facebook searching for dumb information is proof that you still need to develop. Now that's not to say you don't you don't go and put people say, hey listen, I got a situation, I need prayer for this. Don't go on and asking them for no advice. There's no advice, them. Okay. Ask, ask Judy or somebody like that, you know, some kind of advice column from the Chronicle. They, they can't help you unless they're giving you some scriptures. Mm-hmm. Now they're giving you some godly wisdom, amen? So listen, to, to sum up what we talked about today, God has a developmental program. And he has several ways in which he will help you to develop. Sometimes he will ask you questions And give you the opportunity to make difficult choices To help you develop Sometimes he will delay his showing up In certain situations So that you can develop We read that you say, well pastor, you can't really say that Well yeah, he said he waited two more days So he, so he, could, he could prove his point point. And then by the time he showed up over there They say, if you would have came when we asked you to come God It wouldn't be this bad But he said, listen, I'm, I'm the bad fixer Show me where this brother at So then Jesus wanted to fix the problem And they said you can't fix it Because he did already and he stank Jesus said just go tell me Show me where the brother at Somebody go over there and unwrap this brother Lazarus come forth In other words